It's been highlighted as one of the top 10, if not one of the toughest passages to fully understand. It's because if you have a, a King James Version or a New King James Version, which I'll be preaching from this morning, you'll recognize that beginning in verse 13, down through verse 17, there are parentheses there. Parentheses is what's causing the problem. Because the Apostle Paul in verse 12 begins to set the stage, and then it's almost like, oh, by the way, I forgot something. I got to fill it in for you. And then in verse 18, he comes back. He's not confused. He just wants to make sure that we know, as, is, as if he wrote this just yesterday to the church at Rome, to make them aware of the fact that we have a battle going on. And the battle is introduced by the word, therefore. Just as, verse 12, just as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin. And thus death appeared to all men, because all sinned. Thus the battle. The declaration is, the fact of it is that through one man, this happened, and it's not good. But then in the parenthetical, well, that's a big word for 9.30 in the morning, parenthetical part, Paul begins to illustrate the difference between what Adam did and the consequences as to what Jesus did and the blessings. I've got seven minutes to preach an hour sermon. You ready to go? <laughs> Thank you, buddy. You can come up here and preach this if you want, man. That's cool. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm afraid of, eh? <laughs> Amen. Throughout the book of Romans... The central theme is the righteousness of God. And how can those who are unrighteous come into a relationship with a righteous God? From chapter 1 all the way up to this, the Apostle Paul has been discussing specifically in chapter 3 and in chapter 4 this term called justification. It is a declaration of God that we no longer are guilty. We've been set free from the penalty of sin. We do not come under the condemnation or the wrath of God anymore. And that is only gained by faith. In chapter 4, the Apostle Paul uses two individuals to highlight this. One is Abraham and the other is David. One is pre-law, Abraham. David is post-law, after the giving of the law, 
to Moses. And they both say the exact same thing. It is by faith that sin has not been imparted to those who trust in Jesus Christ. In fact, we get the righteousness of Christ. I want to highlight something for you, even before we begin, that there are two types of people that God sees in this world. And they are under two different individuals. You are either under Adam or you are under Jesus Christ. We can call that lost and saved if you want. Uh, that's fine. But I don't think it's a mistake that the Apostle Paul highlights the difference between Adam and Jesus. It declares in verse 12 that we've got a problem. And the problem is because of what Adam did, we all come under the one heading known as sinners. It's inescapable. And the consequences of that, it is declared that we die. Time escapes us to be able to go back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, specifically in chapter 3. We're in chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Genesis. God is talking to Adam, and he says, Do not partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam disobeyed. And because of that action, God said, if you do that, in that day you will die. You will begin the process of physical dying. But the other thing that happened too was a separation from God. Spiritual death. And as you go through and read all of the Old Testament, you come to realize that time and time and time and time again, the curse of Adam upon society was lived out in very horrific ways. Demonstrated for us basically through the generations of Israel, God's chosen people, how they continually walked away from God and chased after other gods. But yet Jesus came on the scene. Here we go. Sometimes just reading the passage is explanatory enough. And if I read it, I'll get you out of here early. Can I get an amen from the congregation? Verse 12, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. 
For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. And nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not, who did not sin according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the event. Someone ought to say amen. The free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, many more the grace of God and the gift of the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgments which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from the many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ, therefore, as through one man's judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. If you begin chapter 5 and verse 12, and you get to that word sin, for all have sinned, take a pencil or a pen, whatever you do, mark in your Bible, and have an arrow go all the way down to 18, because verse 18 virtually opens up the exact same way verse 12 does. In other words, the Apostle Paul is finishing his statement from verse 12 He's finishing it in verse 18. It could read something like this, verse 12, Therefore justice through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned, verse 18, even so. Through one man's obedience, a righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Verses 13 to verse 17 uses two specific phrases, if and much more. So and much more. One describes the act of Adam much more describes what Jesus Christ has done for us. Oh, time is done. And my junior church people are about ready to pull their hair out right now. We'll come back here. We're not finished yet. We're not leaving this untattered material we need to come and crease it and fold it and put it all together so save your place go back and read it if you will but I really believe that the time we spent in prayer 
for Bill and Shelby and praying for also for the Christianer family and for Judy was very important. That cut us back a little bit, but that's okay. If the Lord would tarry, we'll pick it up next week. If the Lord doesn't tarry and calls us all home, amen. We don't have to worry about it. But that'll be all right. That'll be all right. Let's close our time in prayer. I'm going to you stand as we dismiss with the benediction, please. Now unto our God, unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, to him be the glory through the church, through Christ Jesus both now and forevermore. And God's people would say,